The Courage to Lead, Episode 95. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to reintroduce you uh, to my guest today. Please help me welcome Kyle Nelson and Eli Libby from Results Imagery. Kyle and Eli are serial entrepreneurs with a passion to build and grow. Through different ventures, past and present, they've had the opportunity to work with some of the world's largest brands to help them scale through premium quality photography and video production in their company results imagery. They also give back to the community through sustainability programs like Snap One, Plant One, where they plant a new tree for every photo taken and every second of video captured. They also host a popular Biz Bros podcast where they're dedicated to helping others grow in their entrepreneurial journey. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. You made it sound good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you guys are great. You know, it's cool because, like I said, you were the first time that I had a duo here, right, on the program. Usually, I'm just interviewing one person at a time. Um, And now, the repeat, because you guys were episode 21 before. And so, I'm I'm excited to have you guys back on. How's it going up there? Fantastic. We're doing good here in Central Oregon. Yep. Busy and... Yep, a little cold, but getting hatched we're, down for the cold up here in the mountains. But yeah, uh, it's getting ready for it to come in. Coming for us though, in terms of uh, clients. So yep, we're we're busy. We're ripping through it, and you know, just staying focused on our sustainability, like you like you mentioned. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we've hit over ten thousand trees now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well over ten thousand trees, yeah. which is a small forest. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're just focused on biz bros and trying to just absorb knowledge from all our cool guests, just like yourself. You were one of our guests. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, building community the community, which we'll chat about later, maybe. Excellent. Very cool. Well, hey, you guys remember from last time I have the icebreaker questions. Oh, yeah. Questions I ask all my guests. Shitsu. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we said. Yeah, we'll get to your dog later. Okay. Um, Yep. Yep. All right. 10 questions. um, Just to give us a little bit uh, insight into who you are and what you are and stuff like that. These are the questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where host James Lipton asks these questions of his guests uh, from Hollywood television movies and uh, stage so yeah if you guys are ready question number one what's your favorite word laugh i like laughing Um, life's too short just laugh extraordinary extraordinary okay what is your least favorite word no I think I said that last time too, but no is I don't like when people tell me no because it fuels me like Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce off you. No, I would agree with no. I would agree 100%. with no. That's a, that's a, that's a, come on, join my bandwagon. Come on. Uh, there we go. <laughs> what turns you on? Yikes. Uh, deja vu here. <laughs> um, uh, positivity. Passion. Nice. What turns you off? Negativity. Mm, yeah, negativity. Yeah. 100%. There's yeah, no focus. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs> Cha-ching? I don't know. No, I love the sound of my children's laughter. I think that's probably my favorite song or sound. Mm, that is a good one. That is a good one. Um, 
I like the sound of silence because I think there is a sound to silence. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the sound of gum chewing. For sure. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know how to put it. I guess uh, this, I, I don't like the different sounds of pain. When someone's in pain, it, it's... Uh, oh. Yeah, that's my heart. Yeah, that's tough. Okay. What is your favorite curse word? Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I, I I really think I might have to play off of episode number one here with uh, you know, kind of like a shih tzu dog. I'm telling you, yeah. you break those up. I There's a lot of different things you could use with the word shih tzu. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I think that's that's mine. Kyle, anything? I mean, I kind of said it first. I don't know. I, oh, I, I, oh, I, oh, I, oh yeah, he stole me. your answer. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. He did. Yeah, jump on his bandwagon. Is that what it is? No problem. All right. What um, profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to start a nonprofit. Okay. So a nonprofit, like executive director or something. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what it's going to do with children, probably. That would be cool. I think uh, I'd like to lead some type of like... Um, like adventure outing, like mm. I would lead like a like a helicopter drop, like ski. That'd be sick. Ski snowboard type of nice. business. Very nice. What profession would you not like to do? CPA, mm. lawyer, uh, probably lawyer. Yeah, lawyer would be hard. Be responsible for people's. I'm 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 in the mine would mine would have to lay in the medical field. I appreciate everything that they do, but uh, that is not my. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, just nice. dealing with, or even like dental stuff, like just in somebody's mouth. I'm <laughs> it takes a strong person. Takes a strong it. person. I give them full respect, but that's not me. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You gonna go first? I mean, I, I, you did your. Is best. that what you, you want to hear God say? Would you like to go first? <laughs> yeah. you, you did your best. Good job. You did your best. <laughs> I think mine would be your legacy lives on. And that might be what I said last time, but I think it's just about consistency. It's the same thing. Your legacy lives on. Legacy lives on. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to come back and talk about uh, results imagery. We're going to talk about what you guys have been doing up there in sustainability and uh, talk a little bit more about leadership, right? So we'll be back right after this. So listeners stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I am back with my guests, Kyle Nelson and Eli Libby. Thank you guys Hello. for joining me again. It's fun to have you back. Mm-hmm. Excited. Always excited Love to talk to you guys. Here. Love being here. So again, tell me some more about your uh, sustainability programs. You've got the snap one, plant one, but you've got other things you're doing too, right? Yeah. So being a part of 1% for the planet, which is a company that was spun off from Patagonia. And that is uh, a company where, or a program where companies are donating 1% of their yearly revenue 
to, uh, and it can go towards different, uh, different services, different charitable functions. Um, and if you do, if you are, a, are a member of that, um, anything that you're doing in the sustainability world or with their partners. So for example, we partner with, um, one tree planted, it's kind of 1% one tree planted and anything that we do from a revenue standpoint, we can offset our membership payment into 1% of the planet. So 1% of the planet is really just a big community of companies okay. giving back as a company that can push that ball forward a little bit heavier than individuals. And they, and Patagonia realized that. So we're a part of that. So, um, and then snap one, plant one is a, is a huge part of our sustainability efforts. And Perfect. you, you phrased it up really good in the beginning, but for every photo we take or second of video that we deliver to the client, we're planting a tree with one tree planted, which is our partner. And it's being planted here in central Oregon in the wildfire scars. Nice. And how many trees have you planted so far? You think? We're right around the 10,000 mark now. Wow. Yeah. So it Very launched cool. in February and uh, yeah, it's an amazing program. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. With some of the, the wildfires they've had up in the Northern California area, Oregon and up. Yeah. That's a great program. Very cool. Yeah. That's We're excited. Cool. We're excited. And the next year we plan on bringing uh, a, doing a big community event with it. So grabbing everybody in the kind of central Oregon area or communities and companies that want to be involved mm-hmm. and going out and actually planting the trees. So getting one tree planted to come out, they're going to bring thousands of trees. Then it'll be a big community event, which is nice. uh, probably going to take place in March, March or April. Very cool. Yeah. Good job. Social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am ready for this pandemic crap to be over. Mm-hmm. It's just me. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so my podcast is all about the courage to lead. And last time you guys were on, we talked about courage, where you find courage. Where did you guys find the courage to start your business and everything like that? Um, I want to focus on the leadership side of it now. You know, we talked about the courage to lead, but what else does it take to, to be a leader? And where do you find those models of leadership? A lot of times they come from areas that we don't think, right? When you think about learning leadership, you think about maybe taking a class, you know, attending a a seminar or webinar or something like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, going to college, getting a degree. But a lot of times leadership can be found in unusual places. Um, Tell me a lesson you've learned, a leadership lesson you've learned from an unusual place. Mm. You want to jump into that one, Kyle? I think sometimes uh, leadership is defined in the wrong way. I think a lot of people define leadership as someone that has like authority and power um, and they have the, you know, authority and power to like make decisions and kind of Mm -hmm. force them upon others, which people think is leadership, which is not what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we'll see people in communities uh, Mm -hmm. that might not have that position of power, but they step up for their community to make a change and difference, even though they don't have the official authority to actually do it, um, but they become leaders in that space. And I think you see it a lot right now with lots of things going on. Um, But here in the office, we see uh, a lot of our team members, you know, step up and make very good decisions on their own um, and make recommendations to us by stepping up and saying, Hey, you know, we should change this up whatever it is. And they kind of lead by example to the other team members um, to show that, you know, they do have a voice, they do have authority. Um, and it just, it seems to happen frequently in times that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I was just going to bring it all the way back to some of the foundational things that we learned as kids, which is simply following the leader. Yeah. I think a lot of people 
can take inspiration from leaders and they don't need to be the boisterous ones, but they can be the, the silent leaders. Mm-hmm. And I think you see them a lot within companies. And if the CEO or the executive team are good leaders, they will listen to right. those people and they'll listen and take in their feedback, which I think is a place where you can find leadership. And then over time, I think you can groom them to be a leader and then have right. others follow below them. Absolutely. Yeah, I know uh, consulting, um, mm-hmm. we'd be on a project at a, at a client site and we're getting ready to do some big organizational change. And we're coming in and explaining what's going to happen, how things are going to change, how the employees' lives are going to be different. And you look at the employees and they'll glance over subtly and look at this guy over in the corner. And if he's nodding yes, they're in. Right. If he likes it, I'm good. Mm. But if that person is shaking their head no, it's like, uh-oh, what does he see that we don't? Not in a leadership position, Kyle, like you were saying, not right. at the top of the food chain. He's just one of the workers. But everybody looks at that person because either the knowledge they have or uh, some way they've they've set themselves up as kind of a leader, you know, or or appear to be a leader to everybody. And they kind of look to him for, you know, do we go along with this or not? So, yeah, leaders can be anywhere in the organization. Right. Absolutely. Totally. I think that speaks a lot to um, modern day marketing in some ways. If you look at like influencer marketing. These people yep. are considered leaders in our communities or uh, in the industries. And you look at whatever that they're selling or whatever things that they're promoting, regardless of kind of what you believe, they are an influencer because you believe in them. You like them. Maybe they're an athlete and you're going to follow them. Right. And you're going to, and you're going to shake your head with them. Yeah. So. Absolutely. No, I can, I can say all day long. I am the best, you know, business coach ever. It right. doesn't mean that much because of course I'm going to say I'm the best, but if I have other people pointing and saying, Hey, that guy's good. Yeah. That means a lot more. So yeah, that type of marketing definitely. And you guys are doing that a lot with results imagery, right? Mm-hmm. You rather than having them tell the story, you're kind of telling it through Absolutely. the photos and the videos and everything like that. Get that point across. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do at the end of the day is storytelling. Uh, Absolutely. It helps, yeah. it helps a lot of brands become leaders and authority in their space uh, by showcasing their brand and how strong it may look visually. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, growing up, learned a lot of lessons from watching television sitcoms and things like that, right? Every yeah. Cosby, they all had the moral of the story pretty much oh. and stuff like that. Uh, can you think of any, any episodes of any shows you've seen that gave you a really good leadership lesson hmm uh shows could it, could it be a movie it could be a movie yeah, yeah. okay all right um you, you go i'm thinking <laughs> um i've always i always liked um uh, i mean i watched it when i was somewhat young but the movie Moneyball uh mm. with brad pitt he's leading leading the a's i loved the example of leadership that um he had this mission uh, and focus of kind of a data-driven baseball team. And he was so focused and he believed in it so much. Uh, he showed leadership and persistence and resilience to never mm-hmm. let uh, his, like never uh, steer away from that vision he had of running a team by the numbers. And people were like, oh, this is never going to work. This is never going to work. And he kept, which I think this is a good to bad thing, but kept saying like, no, like, no, this is, this is going to work. This is going to work. Not really listening to other, other, other feedback. But I think it showed leadership and resilience. And at the end of the day, he became a thought leader or a uh, a really visionary leader in how he pursued and developed a baseball team. There you go. And that ties into the discipline courage we talked about, I think, on the last 100%. episode. You have a plan, stick with the plan. Yep. I know it's going to work. Stick with it, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. So I think, I think Moneyball does it really well. I really loved watching that. I love watching Brad Pitt as a kind of a business leader. Yeah. I think what pops up in my mind is Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. Okay. Like the amount of influence a leader can have Mm -hmm. to start a movement and to like have people follow them, whether Mm -hmm. it's legal or not. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's insane. Like the amount of influence one person can have by their energy, the way they use their words and program people, you know, like NLP and all that. Like it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy what he did. So yeah. Jordan, Jordan Belford, Jordan Belford. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's what comes to my mind in terms of leadership. It's kind of like that traditional kind of charismatic leader that we all talk about. But um, yeah, I think that's a great example. If you're looking for like, an example of a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets on stage in the sales room and just starts screaming at everybody. And everybody's yeah. energy is just like through the room. They're all shaking. They're all nodding they're their head. Nodding whatever their head. he says, yeah. they're nodding their, nodding their head. Yeah. So what do you look for when you're looking at a leader or looking for a leader? What do you look for? Cause I know I've, I've gone into like um, serving on a, a jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I walk into the room and they go, okay, we need a form. And everybody turns and looks at me. It's like, why? Is it the gray hair? Is it I'm taller than everybody? I don't know what it is. Why? What is it they look for? Or what do you look for in a leader? I think there's two two different things that come to my mind. One is, I think, uh, I think there's natural born leaders. And I think we um, give off an energy, right? When we enter a room, whether it's your approachable or just kind of the way that you put yourself out there. And I think another one is just, transparency. I think good leaders are very transparent with the people that are following them. Um, They don't really hide back. I think there's times that you don't um, and you shouldn't bring certain things up, but I think having someone that you can trust and be transparent, like you feel like, you know, they're actually being transparent with you. Those are the two things. To to build on that, the two that I've always used consistently is um, positivity and empathy. Mm -hmm. I think those are the two of many, but uh, some of the most important traits as a leader is if you can be empathetic and come down to their level and see them as a person that puts on the pants, same way you do in the morning. And then uh, somebody that's positive. I think leaders need to be positive back to the beginning. I hate the word negative and love the word positive. So I think good leaders lead with positivity, but can come down to the level and, and just truly, truly get to know somebody and truly care about them. When you say, how is your day? instead of just waiting for them to say good and then carry on, like actually dive mm-hmm. in and be invested in them and listen yeah. to them, look them in the eyes. I think those yeah. are the leaders. Have you ever been at a restaurant and the manager of the restaurant comes over to say, how was your meal? Love it. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Look at their feet. If their mm. feet are pointed towards your table, they're waiting for your answer and they care. Mm. If their feet are pointed up the aisle, they're doing kind of a drive-by. How was yeah. everything? And they keep on going. To me, it's that if their feet are pointed at your table and stuff, that tells me they really do care about what I'm about to say. Okay. And I think leaders in in any organization have to be kind of the same way. You can't just drive by going, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hi. It's like, no, stop and talk to people, engage with them. You know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many direct and non-direct cues we put off every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's like the more aware you are of of your cues to make them, you know, like you're saying, yeah, so important. Totally. I think um, one day when when uh, results imagery continues to grow and there's a hundred people big, I will spend a lot of my time, person, and Kyle, you, I know you'll do the same thing, but 
going around and, and cutting out time in the day and actually just invest on people, see how they're doing. It's their time to interact with the leaders. Uh, we had a really, really cool client in the studio last week and we were, we were asking her about um, how much interaction, they're about a 500 person company, how much interaction they get with their CEO. She said, oh, he pops in every once in a while. We used to see him kind of when we were in the office and now we, yeah. we don't really hear much from him, but they, they want to hear and they want to interact and talk with the CEO of the company that he's leading that. So that would be something that I would spend a lot of time in just sitting down to people sitting, sitting down next to them, like bringing them a cup of coffee and asking how their day is. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Just kind of wiggling. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of leaders um, for, I, I guess going back to Kyle, what you were saying earlier, there's leadership and there's management, right? You manage things, you manage budgets, you manage inventory, exactly. you lead people. Yep. Right. It's that, that management piece that I think people focus on too much. And they say, mm-hmm. well, if I'm checking all these boxes, then I must be okay. It's like, no, right. no, no. You're not really leading. And yep. I think that leadership is like I said, being vulnerable, being open, being transparent, Absolutely. sitting down and talking to people. And if you get into a room and say, Hey, we're getting ready to go here. And I'm not sure really what to do guys. So right. let's brainstorm a little bit. It gives everybody a feeling like, Hey, we're in this together. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. That's a great point. That's a very, very good point. I think some people would steer away from that being like, I don't want to look vulnerable that we don't know the answer, but at the end of the courage, day, brings yeah. people in. I love, I really like courage. That. Yeah. yeah. The, courage. Yeah, the courage to lead, right? Because the intellectual courage we talked about is being able to set aside the knowledge you have to be open to new knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you can't get new knowledge if you don't ask. And a lot of times your employees who are out doing the work have ideas, they have shortcuts or they have something that, Hey, we could improve this open it up, turn it over to them. Hey, if we want to make a a 5% improvement here, what could we do? And just sit back and let them, you know, brainstorm a little bit. I think it's going to give them a feeling of ownership of that process or task. Um, And it's definitely going to improve everybody else because they'll see, hey, this guy's really open to what we're doing. Totally. Ownership to the task. I love that. Yeah. What about um, body language? We talked a little bit earlier about body language. Yeah. You can say something. And your body language says something totally different. Yeah, absolutely. As a leader, how does that, how does that play in? Yeah. I mean, I, I think perfect example is this. I think like for me, right? Like I have two kids, they're young and every morning in my life is pretty, pretty chaotic at this point. It's like getting them ready and like all that. And, uh, so my mind is just going a million miles per hour and it might be a rough morning. It might be a really good morning, but I try to leave that outside and walk inside with in the office as if it's just like another day at work um, with some positivity, even though I might've had like a really rough morning with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people on a team will judge the remainder of their day or how they should work and how they should serve the company by seeing what the leaders are doing when they walk in. If my head is on fire, when I walk in, everybody is going to be getting their fire suits on and try to figure out what the problem is. How do we fix this? But if I walk in and everything seems good, good morning, everybody. Today's a great day to have a good day. Just like walk in, say good morning, say hi to everybody individually, see how their, you know, their morning's going, their evening went. Um, All is good. Day continues. You know, people aren't like afraid to like, ask what's going on and um, yeah. or like we'll get emails from a client or maybe from a vendor, something that's like not favorable to us. We'll first mm-hmm. just look at each other and we'll like slack each other before like being 
um, external about it, right? We'll just like try to sit down and talk about it or we'll take a step outside so people aren't overhearing what's going on because yeah. we don't want to clutter their mind with negativity and, oh, great, they're worried. So now we are automatically right. kind of in this weird space. I think words and energy <clears throat> and kind of your mannerisms go a lot, lot further than most people think. Yeah. yeah we, we talk about, uh, with clients, we'll talk about the uh, flight attendants on an airplane. Oh yeah. There's a little bit of turbulence and they're yeah. still serving. You oh, think, yeah. oh, they're okay. I'm okay. Everything's fine. Always. If they're behind the curtain, making the sign of the cross and everything like that, yeah. you know, we're in trouble, right? In trouble. So it's that they may not know what's happening. Yeah. But if they see th- those leaders mm-hmm. freaking out, it's like, yeah. okay, we need to freak out. <laughs> totally. Really good comedian. Brian Regan does a really funny skit on that. It's all about body language uh, for flight attendants. It's really funny if any of the listeners hasn't seen it. It's very funny. It's so funny because every time I take a take a flight and there's turbulence, I always look straight to the flight attendants to see if they're in panic. They're strapping now. in. Yeah, they're starting to strap in. Then you're probably like, okay, this Quick is going to be some real, yeah. <laughs> like text. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> Love yeah. you, honey. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Let's hold on. But. Yeah. Um, I think good leaders and body language, it takes a lot of self-awareness from a leader. Yeah. Like Kyle said, if he, if he's having a rough morning, he needs to take a breath and realize, okay, I've been having a very rough morning. If I walk in there like this, I will, I will set people off in the wrong direction. So his level of self-awareness when he walks and he's getting out of his car in the morning, he's like, okay, I know what's going on. I need to put that at the door. But I think leaders need to have, I think that's a part of the DNA of a leader mm-hmm. is good, good self-awareness. And, uh, I know that's something that we both do. I know Monday mornings, I really try to be positive. People love coming to work, fortunately for us, on Monday Monday mornings. They love Sunday nights. They're putting their jersey on, getting ready for game day. And we really try to bring that out on Monday morning. Ultra positivity. How's the weekend going? It was. It's definitely a big focus for us on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I heard a story about a, a college professor. I think it was a psychology class or something like that. He came into the room. It's one of those you know theater seating yep. type classrooms. He comes in, slams his stuff down on the desk, throws his jacket down on the desk. He's mumbling to himself, pacing back and forth. All of a sudden he picks up his chair and throws it across the room and he hits the other wall. Whoa. Good morning. Yeah. And then he stops and goes, how did that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Full alarm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was just to, to get that point across, you, you have no idea what's going on, but by golly, I'm, I'm anxious now because of what just happened or, yeah. you know, I'm scared now, or I'm you know upset about whatever happens. So it could be something real subtle. So yeah, coming in positively, will set the mood, set the tone for the rest of the week. Absolutely. I think another thing too, not, it's not body language, but I really believe in playing music in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walk in and the music's not, I like the first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll turn the music on because a, a dead silent room, I think it, it, it creates an energy that might be a little bit boring. Serious. And I think, yeah, exactly. I think just playing some like light hearted, positive music too. Yeah. I, don't know, I think it just does something. It cuts the silence. Yeah. Come in with your boom box. Your big, exactly. You know, yeah. Here's my, here's my theme song coming in. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Yeah. Rocky come in. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard other companies though that start their day They're They have a morning meeting every Monday to kind of start the week off. Yep. Here's what we accomplished last week, what we have on tap for this week and yeah. issues. And they start off with the, you know, Raw, yep. raw music to really get things going. And it does. It changes the whole vibe. Maybe that's something we, we should do music. We do, we do a stand up. We do a weekly stand up 9 a.m. on Mondays. Or maybe we do, maybe like introduce where we like fire some music I'm up. It's like Space Jam. Everybody, get Ooh, up. Okay. You know, I, mean, I, I, I was saying, I'm just, 
Sure. I like it. That's a shit good one. I should that one sometimes. Yeah, we, or yeah. Eye of the Tiger, you know what I mean? Yeah. A really good, good stand-up song. Anyways. No, I think it does. I think it does. The The music can set the tone, just like you're in a restaurant. They dim the lights a little bit. The volume yeah. goes down. That's the mood. Relax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a load off. Eat some good food. Yeah. It's perfect. The way the psyche works is just, <laughs> it's super fascinating. It's very fascinating. I love that. How, like, influence, how much influence you honestly can have mm-hmm. by creating an environment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And the culture, the part of the culture you're, you're Huge. creating. Absolutely. So how many folks do you have working for you now? Well, it's some part-time people. Around 15. Yeah. Part-time and then we have 10, uh, 10 people, ed- 10 editors across seas that work yep. with us, but 15 full-timers. Yep. Very cool. Something like yeah. That. It's getting, and I know I asked you guys this before, but if I yep. was to bump into any one of those folks and ask them what type of leader you are, mm. what would they tell me? Crap. What kind of leaders are you? <laughs> um, very positive, transparent. I would um, hope they'd use the word empathetic. One of them would. Yes. Okay. Yep. We try very, very hard to put everybody first. That's like our number one goal is mm-hmm. to like create an environment that's fun to work at, create positions that are like very focused so you're not doing a million things at once okay. and just create cool culture. We're always doing stuff. We're always having a good time. Um, yeah. I think positive and fun. Yeah. They would use those terms. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, We're not yeah, negative. Not, not negative at all. You know, no. Supportive. We try to support. We mm-hmm. try to help our, we try to help all our employees with like mm-hmm. their personal goals. Like how can the company yeah. and how can yeah. we help fuel yep. your personal right. goals? You know? That's key. Yeah. You know, cause I've, I've always worked in large manufacturing environments where it's like, you're a number. Yeah. You know, I need you over here today. Tomorrow you're going to be over here. Yeah. And right. you are working with creatives. So they come in with a skill set and it's like, I need to make the most of the skill set. But I, yeah. if I keep them in their skill set, they're going to excel, right? That's yep. exactly what we do. That's so why from the beginning, we have like totally divided like project managers and creatives because a lot of creatives, they own their own business and they're doing the project management. And it's the one thing they hate doing. Yeah. Yep. So why would you, why would we bring you to work and tell you to start doing tasks that you hate doing? Yeah. You're yeah. creative, do the creative. Mm-hmm. You're project manager, do the project manager. <laughs> And like you said, if there's something that they want to do, it's like, here's something I'd like to grow into. If you talk to them and find out, hey, I will help you get there. You help me get here. You know, everybody, everybody. Yep. Very nice. Um, So we talked about the the courage, you know, Mm -hmm. empathetic courage, uh, moral courage, social courage, those type of things seem to be difficult for a lot of people. The conversations I've had through the podcast, a lot of people say, you know, emotional courage is difficult. Empathetic courage is difficult for me. Social courage, knowing what to say when and saying what needs to be said, when it needs to be said, even if it's unpopular, you know, or goes against the grain. Um, Moral courage, you know, knowing that I really should stand up and say something about this, or I really should act. Yeah. But I'm afraid I'm going to get ridiculed for it or something like that. They said, those are kind of difficult. Do you guys find any one of those more difficult for you? Mm. I, I, I think it comes down to like, for me personally, I am a very like raw, like I live my life to the fullest. Like what I have a hard time not standing up and like have a hard time not saying something because I know at the end of the day on my deathbed, that day in that moment is not going to matter. So might as well like try to make impact in that current moment. 
And so I try really hard just to be like, because I think a lot of times I, th- I think it's what it is. I think a lot of times people are afraid they're going to get ridiculed and, and, and be pushed back. But a lot of other times it's like most of the time everyone is waiting for someone to say that, yeah. or they appreciate the feedback to make them think differently because that person that might've said something like, Hey, this is what I think. And they're waiting for feedback. Maybe they're looking, maybe they're not, maybe they're looking for feedback. Maybe they don't feel like their idea is the strongest, but it's all the team has to come up with. And so they're waiting for someone to, to like step up and say something. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, yeah, morals kind of difficult, but not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think people don't like confrontation. So I think yeah, that's always a tough one. I think if that, would that be, would that be categorized under moral courage? Well, it depends. Like depends on, you know, what the situation is, what comes wrong. up. But it's that, like you said, stepping out and raising your hand. You don't think of Tom Cruise, right? Um, where, uh, what was the movie um, where he wrote his little uh, manifesto and put it in everybody's mailbox and everybody got one and they're all looking at him like, whoa, you just crossed the line there, dude. Yeah. They all felt it. They all thought it. He's the only one who put it into words. He's the only one who put it out there and kind of stood up for it and stuff like that. And he got mm-hmm. ridiculed for it. That I think is what scares people. It's like, I, yeah. I know I should say something. I know I should get up and do something, but I'm just not sure, you know, mm-hmm. I that's mean, tough to overcome. That's tough to get it, around. It is. It takes a lot of courage yeah. to do that. Yeah. I think a lot of self-confidence as well. I think also there's a lot of different milestones throughout um, our lives that might shape how exactly. we feel about self-confidence mm-hmm. and so. being able to stand up and say something like if you had a really bad scarring experience of you saying something and you get just rip, you know, ridiculed, that's going to really live deep in you and it's going to be hard for you to stand up when there's that other opportunity that you should be standing up but your past experience and that milestone yeah. has hurt has hurt that opportunity for you yeah yeah it's very difficult to live a life of no regret yeah <laughs> that's like probably one of the hardest things you could try to challenge yourself to do mm-hmm. yeah. totally yeah that's huge Re- yeah regret is a huge one in there yeah and i know that you know like i said before courage all about the action taking action Yep. what it is you believe and stuff. I can have courageous thoughts <laughs> all day long sitting on my mm-hmm. couch, you know, in comfort of my yeah. home, but actually standing up and doing something about it. That's, that's Absolutely. a tough one. Um, yeah. I just saw a video that made me think <laughs> I, this guy jumped from, I forget, 10,000 feet, jumped out yep. of an airplane with no parachute, landed in a net. Okay. Was flying down, flying, flying, flying. The last second he rolled over and landed in this big net with no parachute. Could have gone horribly wrong. It didn't. Yeah. It worked out for him and stuff. Um, would I have you ever felt like you were jumping out without a parachute? Have you like gone out on a limb or done something that's like, wow, there is no safety net here, but I believe it and I'm doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Next question. Yes. I feel like it's, it's, it's common. We try very hard to feel comfortable feeling uncomfortable, right? Like pushing yourself to the limits and, and making, cause that's like when breakthrough and impact happens in your personal life and growth is when you have moments like that. And so we challenge ourselves to have them, whether it's like a lot of times it's stepping up and saying something to like an audience, right? Like, okay. Or not, not let's see, I put this wrong. We try to do a lot of speaking engagements. Okay. I feel like a lot of times before that we're like amped up or ready to go. It's, it's nerve wracking, right? You have to be like, you're anxious, but 
you do that breakthrough and you do it. I, I feel like it, it can be served in different ways. When, like, I don't know where I'm trying to go with it. But. I feel yeah. you. I think I, I, I think just, running with you. Yeah. What, I get, uh, what about like with clients? Have you ever had to go into a client and said, here's, I'm going to pitch this idea. Oh yeah. It's like, wow, oh, we're sure. way out on a limb here because yeah. you don't know what they're going to say. That's yeah. kind of scary. It's very scary. I, yeah, I agree. It's just kind of, yeah. The more you do it, it doesn't mean it's going to get easier, but mm-hmm. it, you get more comfortable with that feeling, I think is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's really about calculating risk as well. So uh, if, you're, if you've had these opportunities and these experiences to be uncomfortable, you've done a level of um, building up like callousing to risk and you know that this is a good, a good one to jump without a parachute. This is a risk that we are right. comfortable taking based on, you know, our past experiences. Yeah, true. And I, you know, I, I, clients were talking through this kind of stuff. It's like the slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Everything goes wrong. Where do you end up? And can you live with that? Is that okay? Absolutely. Um, talked to a guy from Macedonia. Um, he was on the podcast uh, about a month ago and he was talking about when he started his business, he decided he was going to leave corporate America, or not America, corporate Macedonia, start his own business. And uh, he and his wife decided we'll do this. They set aside a certain amount of money. They uh, rented equipment. They rented desks. They rented a small office space. They gave themselves six months. Because wow. he said, what's the worst that could happen? I lose that money. Okay, that's money we set yeah. aside. It's not going to hurt us. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So what do you do? So yeah, I think planning, understanding, hey, is this something that I'm willing to, to go out on that limb for? And uh, yeah. I think that's a really good, a really good point is like um, when you are going to, you know, cut the safety net or whatever you want to call it. Really thinking about what is the absolute worst thing that can happen? What is, what is the absolute worst, worst thing that can Mm -hmm. happen? I think that really helps, you know, if it's just a, if it's a financial loss, like what do you have to give up in order to recoup that? And most of the times when you look at it like that, it's not really that bad. It's, it's always, you can always make it work. Yeah. Starting. Yeah. It's like, unless you're jumping out of a, you miss the net. <laughs> yeah. But I think most of the decisions that people are making, leaders are making, there is a calculated risk that can be taken. I think that's, yeah, you have to calculate it and make sure. Yep. Is it worth it? Right. Totally. Um, I, to- I think I told you guys about my Roscoe framework. Uh, that's one of the things we do. We talk about what is the result you're after, not just the, the goal, but what comes along with that goal. Right. Yep. Right. And then the outcome, what other things come along, the unexpected consequences of that decision. If you can live with those consequences, do it. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe think of another way to go around it, right? How, how, can, how can I achieve it without having that consequence? Mm-hmm. So increasing your revenue, you could raise the uh, price of your products and services. Yep. No extra work involved, so that money hits your bottom line. But yep. if you raise your prices, you're going to lose customers. Can mm-hmm. I live with that? Right. Mm-hmm. You have to have to calculate that stuff out. What's next for you guys? I mean, you've done so much, you've got all kinds of things going on. What's next for you guys? Do you have any big plans for next well, year? He doesn't know, but I'm retiring Key West. <laughs> so, cool. I knew you were gonna say that. Sometimes I really <laughs> think we should just kind of flip roles and I can speak for him. Um, we are working on building a community for um through biz bros. So building a community of entrepreneurs and thought leaders that we've interacted with throughout our careers, building a cool community where everybody can talk, engage, get ideas, get insights, get feedback, um, maybe raise their hand and kind of have that moral courage thing that we talked about. 
we're building a community. So that's something we're, we're working on within the or early next year. Uh, it's going to be launched and live and people can join it, become members, and that'll be a really cool spot. So like a mastermind type group where people join and become members and can step in and yeah, say, hey, yeah, I'm kind of, struggling with this. Yeah, it'll, it'll be through Slack. Okay. Uh, Slack and it'll be just a big online community of, of business owners, startup founders, co-founders, everything that, and then some of the guests we, and thought leaders we've interacted with. Nice. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be really, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to open it up early in the, in the year. So. Very cool. Good job. Yeah, that's what BizBros. Mm-hmm. The results were just uh, still still chasing the North Star, being the largest e-commerce media company in yep. the world. That's never, we're never going to give up on that and we'll get there. I yep. don't know how we're going to know we're there, but we'll get there. Yep, we will get there. Keep going. We're on a really good track to do that. Absolutely. And then you'll open a, a branch down in Key West somewhere? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes. Yep. Awesome. Good job. <laughs> well, hopefully at that time we can start doing podcasts live and we'll uh, yes. come down and do it in, in Key West. That'd be fun. My tie, get the speed. I mean, come on. <laughs> in the meantime, we can always do one locally here in Bend and we can do some beers or something. That'd be kind of there fun. you go. Uh, <laughs> like Key West idea. <laughs> uh, Very cool. Well, you guys, it's always fun talking to you guys. And I know you've got a lot of stuff going on up there and stuff. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming back and gracing us on the podcast. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what is your website? Where can they find you guys online? You can check us out at bizbros.io or go to resultsimagery.com. You want to talk to us personally, that would be on LinkedIn. Just mm-hmm. type in Kyle Nelson or Eli Libby. We love connecting with people one-on-one and uh, we love to help any way we can. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Perfect. And I will have all those links in the show notes so everybody can reach out to you and stuff. And, uh, Good luck with everything you guys have going on. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Love being on the show. Absolutely. No problem. And listeners, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Share it with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me. Coach Harlan saying so long for now. 